Welcome to the Life After Losing Mom podcast. My name is Kat and I help motherless daughters manage all of the ups and downs of grieving this loss. I use what I learned after my mom passed in 2013 by showing these women the transformational power of grief and reminding them that they are never alone and there's someone out there who knows just what they're going through. So let's get started. All right. Welcome to the show, Casey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. So I like to start off the show just by having each lady briefly describe what they want to about the loss of their mother. All right. Well, I promise you I will get emotional. So just bear with me. (laughs) Um, My mom was diagnosed with stage 3B lung cancer. She was a non-smoker in 2014 in May. And my husband and I moved from from California to Illinois, which is where I'm from, in July. <laughs> and we're, we lived with my mom and my dad through her whole treatment. She was great for two years. Um, I mean, it was cancer. It's not great, but she didn't have super bad issues. Uh, she was very fortunate. Um, and then it metastasized into her spinal fluid and into her brain. So um, it went down pretty quick from there. Um, she went into the hospital in April of 2017, and she passed away in May of 2017. So I was there for the whole thing. Um, by her side, my dad and I were pretty much her primary caretakers. Um, she was the most amazing person I've ever known. Of course, we all say that about our moms. Um, but she just, she loved life. She loved her family uh, with everything that she had. And the world is a lesser place without her. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what else I should say, but. <laughs> I know that's not easy. Um, so, let's see. Are you an only child? Uh, I am not. I have a brother who is eight years older than me, and I have a sister who is four years older than me. Okay, cool. But you, wow, you definitely were in the midst of it, moving to California. Yeah. That was really Yeah, nice. I'm her baby, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. You, we were going to talk about um, your dad moving mm-hmm. on, um, I guess. Yes. So I'm assuming your parents were married. Yes, they got married when my dad was 18 and my mom was 16. Okay. Um, she passed passed away just before their 45th wedding anniversary. Wow, that's, that's a lot of years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. They were like the the model for marriage for me. So I love that. That's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess I was about to say, um, tell me what, you know, you, I guess, would like about, you know, your dad moving on. My parents were divorced, so mm-hmm. I can't personally attest to that. Didn't have to go through you. that part. Exactly, sure. Why, you know, one of the reasons why I'm having you. Um, but I guess, you know, how, I guess the first question would be, you know, how long had it been since your mom passed that, you know, your dad, quote unquote, I guess, what would you define as moving on? You know, would it be? Sure, sure. So mom passed away May 4th of 2017. Um, I lived still with my dad. It was my dad, my husband, and I. And I would go come home from work and he would just be a mess. You know, he just lost the love of his life, of course. We'd both stand in the li- or the kitchen and just cry our eyes out every night. Um, and he really kind of withdrew. You know, he started not doing as much of the stuff he enjoyed doing. And um, so I knew, and, and my mom was always very adamant with me to make sure dad moves on, you know, to find somebody else because dad doesn't need to be alone. Um, she was like super adamant. And I'm 
so thankful for that because that's kind of what I fell back on was, you know, this is what mom wanted. You know, she didn't want dad to be alone. So um, I remember, I don't exactly remember the day, but I know it was in August. So it was a couple months and I had been noticing that my dad was, you know, on his phone laughing at things. And I'm like, this is not my dad. He's not a technologically uh, savvy person. <laughs> so he's he's like smiling and laughing and, and I'm just like, okay, something's going on. And finally one night we were out in the garden and he goes, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what, you met somebody? <laughs> and he goes, how did you know? I said, dad, I can tell. Like, I know you well enough. You know, we live at the same house. We spend all of our free time together. Like, uh, I know when something's going on. And, and he goes, so how do you feel? And I said, honestly, if she can make you smile, I'm I'm a thousand percent for it. So um, I was the first hurdle because I was the closest to the situation. Um, I wish it had been that easy for everybody. And, and I understand it's not, you know, grieving is different for everybody. So um, he struggled with my sister um, a little bit. She was kind of hesitant to be accepting of somebody in mom's role. You know, she's not mom. She doesn't want to be mom. She's nothing like our mom, um, which is one of the reasons I love her so much because she's not, you know, it's not just like dad found a replacement for mom. Dad found somebody else to spend his time with. Um, she finally came around though. Her son, my nephew, he's almost four, loves my dad's girlfriend, like loves her. That's his number one favorite person in the whole world. Um, and so she finally came around and I think she's at a good point with it. We don't talk about it a lot, which I know we should, but it's a hard subject. So, um, yeah. And then the other person that really struggled was my sister-in-law, which I know sounds weird because she's just an in-law, but she married my brother very young. She came into my life when I was eight. So she's been my sister, you know, essentially since I was eight years old. And she really struggled with accepting the fact that dad basically in her mind was was forgetting about mom. You know, that's how she thought about it was, well, this is, she. he's just moving on and forgetting about her, leaving her behind. And, and I was like, I wish you could see it the way I do because it's just, he's so happy <laughs> and he doesn't need to be sad and mopey and uh, left alone forever. You know, mom wanted him to find somebody. So yeah, we kind of ran the gambit on how we all reacted to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dad, thank you for sharing. So it seemed to be, if my math is correct, that he moved on like fairly quickly. He pretty, just, It was pretty quick. Yeah, it was maybe three months um, when they started to date. Okay. See, my mom had actually signed him up for a dating website. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, she's just had her hand in it, even though she's gone, she had her hand in everything. Um, and I, I firmly believe that, that she gave my dad his new girlfriend, like a hundred percent. She is the one that led them to be together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really not, I wouldn't say good is the right word. Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) That's a really almost reassuring way to think of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a horrible situation, no matter how you look at it. Um, But my dad's girlfriend lost her husband um, five years ago. So she understood, you know, kind of where we all were and what we were going through. And um, that's also been very helpful. And she's just a very laid back, relaxed kind of person. So she's kind of just really let it go. Um, kind of go with the flow and if somebody's not ready then that's okay um, but yeah it's yeah. been it's been interesting <laughs> yeah well it seems it's like had been it's I guess kind of nice that it had been almost like fresh for your dad's girlfriend as mm-hmm. well yeah exactly um so they just you know were kind of there to just help each other through their own grief process and pain I mean you know she had other people whereas I'm sure your dad has other people as well but sure someone who's lost a spouse is just like you know having someone who's lost a mom right and then also uh, 
um, they don't know each, you know, they didn't know each other. They're not from the same circle. So it's nice to get that outside perspective. Um, that wasn't just somebody who knew my mom or who knew her husband. Oh yeah. I can imagine that one. It kind of just eliminates bias. Almost. Yes, absolutely. I feel like people always want to take sides when it comes to grief. Yes. Yes. Oh. And, and you can't everyone. Yeah. We're all so different. Exactly. So what was, I guess the hardest part that you struggled with when your dad, you know, starts seeing women? Um, it was, it was the whole just seeing him holding hands with somebody that wasn't my mom. You know, it was the more the physical side of it. Okay. Um, I, I struggled with that a little bit, but I, I think I dealt with it pretty well. Um, it's still kind of weird, but you know, you don't want to see your dad like all lovey-dovey with anybody. So... Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's more that just seeing them hold hands or sneak kisses in the kitchen and things like that, that I, that sometimes flashes me back to be like, oh, he used to do that with mom. And, uh, okay. um, yeah, so it was more along bad. the lines of like your dad seeing somebody else. It was just weird seeing like ex- you expecting it to be your mom. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I never wanted to think that, you know, like I, I never wanted his girlfriend to think that I was ever equating her to my mom, like ever, never, ever. Yeah. Cause that was her biggest fear was that we would always be comparing her and I'm, I was like no you are night and day to my mom <laughs> so yeah but it's just always weird I feel like for a child you know if their parents are even if their parents aren't married but like especially in that situation like it would just be weird regardless exactly and I think that when mine was more just the normal weird but then also add on to it the fact that my mom's not you know can't be there it's not that she's not there it's that she can't be there exactly it's just I mean I feel like that's almost an expected feeling like it's not I'm not gonna I hate the word normal but right. I would have anticipated somebody to feel that way, like in your situation. Yeah. So how did you like, I guess, move on from that? Um, is there, you know, one turning point where you just woke up one day and you're like, all right, that deserves to be happy. This isn't about me type of ordeal or, you know, it was pretty quick for me because I was able to witness the transformation in him, you know, whereas my sister's an hour away and my brother and his wife, they live in town, but you know, they've got their own kid that they've got to deal with and their own lives that they've got to live and my life was with my dad. So I was fortunate to see him just transform into this, you know, to the person that I knew he was, that he had been before. And they never really saw that transformation. So for me, it was just kind of, all right, I got my dad back. You know, like he's here, you know, we don't have mom, but he can still be happy. He can still live a great life. He can still have the things that he wants to have in his life. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty quick for me. Uh, I think I'm a little different though than most, most people. I'm a very positive optimistic person through all of this like up until the day my mom died I was like no she's gonna turn around it's gonna be fine you know everything's gonna be fine and um and I really truly believed it like I really thought this well one I thought this can't be real life but um (laughs) you know you just you just really think that that everything is gonna be great and that's how I kind of how I live my life and it's annoying to some people but I just you know especially with my mom passing she was just two days away from her 61st birthday um so I was like, that's young. You know, I used to think 60 was old. And then when she died, I was like, oh my gosh, 60 is so young, you know, <laughs> like you don't, you haven't even met all your grandkids. Like, so it's just life is short and you've got to, you've got to do what you've got to do to be happy. Absolutely. And I love that perspective of you saying, you know, like I have my dad back because I mean, yeah. when you lose your mom, you know, you have your dad. And mm-hmm. like, if you're anything like me, like I'm a naturally happy person, but it's better for me to be around. I mean, happy people want to be around happy people uh-huh. so when you see somebody else happy and they start to heal it's like okay especially you know I feel like with your dad seeming to like heal I wouldn't say quicker 
but to see that transformation so early on, mm-hmm. I feel like was almost reassuring. It's like, okay, like, yeah. he's okay. If he can do better. I'm yes. Be if okay. he's okay, I can work on myself now. Exactly. So I, it's really nice to see, I feel like, you know, people going through that grief process. That's definitely a very good way to look at it. And I mean, there's always a part of you that almost wants to be selfish rather, but oh, like, definitely. I only have my dad left. I want my dad to be my dad. Yes. Yeah. I don't want him to be this sad person that he's turned you know rightfully so has turned into you know grieving the person he grew up with absolutely Uh, but it's always hard it's easier to almost grieve because I mean happiness comes with grief so does sadness but mm -hmm. it's almost I guess easier to go through that phase when someone's happy it's like okay then it doesn't become a choice once you realize I feel like that someone else is happy you realize that you you have permission to be happy exactly Mm -hmm. like you're able to because I feel like that's what a lot of people you know would have struggled with like I don't deserve to be happy or I don't want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Type of right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, there's other members of our family that have gone through, you know, this too. I mean, she had a sister that she was very, very close with who just lives right down the road from me. Um, and she's, you know, gone through her own grief process and she's got a lot of survivor's guilt because she has, has cancer. And mm-hmm. um, so it's just been, it's been a, it's been interesting to just see everyone go through it and then be me and like standing behind, you know, or standing on the outside, looking at everyone going, I'm her daughter. Am I doing this right? Like, I I feel like I have healed myself in a way and I feel bad that they haven't, you know, and and, and I think a lot of them were taking it out on my dad, like as far as him moving, not moving on, but finding someone else, finding a new life. Um, I think they took their grief out on him by resenting him for that. And I I don't blame them. And he doesn't either. He never, the one, like the best thing that's come out of this is my dad has become my best friend, like besides my husband. I shouldn't say that. My husband is my best friend. Um, But my dad has opened up so much. I mean, he is a typical man, keeps his emotions to himself. I'd never seen him cry in my entire life. Um, And ever since my mom passed, we cry constantly. I mean, not constantly, but when the situation warrants it, we cry, we laugh, we, you know, share our stories. We both talk to each other about how I felt guilty today because, or I felt great today because, and I never in a million years imagined that I'd be able to have those conversations with my dad. Yeah, absolutely. I think everything happens for a reason. Obviously, it sounds cliche, but it's almost like, you know, it does. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how you said it's like, you know, my mom signed him up or she did. And she was, I feel like, I mean, so did your dad know that she did that? I don't, I don't think he really, I mean, he got, he was getting emails, but he just, just thought it was like spam, you know, kind of those phishing emails. Uh And then he realized like one day, I think he was just feeling extra lonely and he got on the computer and read one of the emails and was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for this dating site that apparently I've already signed up for. Cause he lo- like logged in and his whole profile was already filled out. So, you know, she had her hand in it. Oh my God, that's so, funny. so she was just, she was a stinker like that. She, she was adamant, 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 adamant that he not spend the rest of his life alone. I mean, she was a smart lady. She was, she was. So, I was going to say, well, I feel like it would have, I mean, I guess been helpful for him. Like hopefully he knows like the same thing that you think like you know that your mom oh absolutely we say it all the time <laughs> we're always like well thanks mom <laughs> we're really? I mean figuratively <laughs> yeah yeah no his his girlfriend wonderful she she's just heaven sent you know I don't even have a better way to say it she's just very kind and caring and she loves like okay my nephew who's that perfect his favorite person mm-hmm. she loves him just as much like she has to see him every week and they lived an hour and a half apart but she has to see him and it's just it's so cute and I just love it <laughs> 
That's so funny. So do you think that, I guess it's easier on you that she's nothing like your mom or? You know, I've thought about this really hard because I thought, well, what if she was just like my mom? And I think it is better for me because I don't, I don't look at her and think, oh, it's just my mom did that, you know, like, or that's how mom would have done that. And, and yeah, it's not like, it's never, it's never that like she, it just very different personalities. My mom was very outspoken and outgoing. And if she didn't like you, you knew she didn't like you. And if she liked you, she, you knew she liked you. And, and my dad's girlfriend is just very laid back and goes with the flow and knows kind of the boundaries with people that maybe aren't comfortable with her yet and, and respect them. Whereas if that was my mom, she'd have been like, I, I hear you don't necessarily like me. Let's talk about this. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I could see that though. How, you know, it's almost nice that she's not like your mom. Mm-hmm. I feel like if she was like your mom, it would be a constant reminder that yes. your mom's not here. And it would be like, oh, well, look, dad just went and found another mom. Like, exactly. is that, are they together like- because he really likes her or is yeah. it because that she's like my mom? It's like, maybe it's like, is your dad trying to replace your mom because she's like, right. Yeah. And I don't feel that way at all. And I don't think, I think at first some of my family members did, but they didn't really know, you know, they hadn't really met her yeah. and hadn't spent time with her. And, and that's really helped. Uh, my dad's been a little bit pushy in, in a good way. I don't know if that's possible, but yeah, um, with making sure that some of the family spends time with her. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's my mom's family. family. Yeah. Like my dad is very close with my mom's family. So uh, he makes a point to stop by their houses and bring her by. And um, it's, it's been interesting to see. <laughs> I know I've said that, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's fascinating. The whole grief process. Like I've learned a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. Knowledge is power, right? Yes, definitely. It seems like you've realized that, like, you know, death doesn't really make. Um, I remember, I think my dad used to say, that doesn't make somebody no longer family. So, right. even like Absolutely. your mom's side, like, I think, like, you and your siblings could see, like, that's like your family because it's your dad. But mm-hmm. I mean, even your mom's sisters, it's like, okay, like, this is still my brother in law. Like, this right. is still yes. my father in law or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, you're not just so and so's husband. Right. Yeah. No, this is, I mean, like I refer to my sister-in-law as my sister. I only say in-law so people know that she's married to my brother, not that she's not my sister. And it's the same with my mom's family. Like, I mean, they were so, they were all so young. You know, my mom was the second youngest and she was 16 when they got married. So they were all like between 20 and 14, I think. So they've known each other their whole lives. They grew up together. Um, It's, it's beyond friendship, you know, it's family. So. I mean, they have been before the situation even happened. They were family when they were dating, you know, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. My mom was 14 when she met my dad. It's crazy. just a matter of, it's, I feel like it's almost easier for, you know, you and your siblings to realize that your dad's girlfriend is family than, it, you know, it might be for your mom. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, and it's, and it, that will take them time. Uh, and I, I understand, you know, I just, what I don't understand is some people at, right at the beginning, which I, I kind of get because it is quick, but some of the people right at the beginning were like, nope, don't want to meet her. Don't want to know anything about her. Don't want to do anything with her. Like, don't want anything. And, and I was just like, you know, I understand it for now, but I hope you move past 
ask that because you're going to lose my dad in the process, you know, and I know you don't want to lose my dad. And I mean, if you phrase it in a way, it's like, okay, like I'm just not ready. It's not that I don't right. want to, but you know, you might be ready to move on in your grief, but right. I'm not ready to bring that into my life, which I mean, is completely understandable. But I mean, eventually as people grieve, I mean, you just are yeah. because that's just the way that grief works. Definitely. So, yeah. Well, I think most of them came to that conclusion that they just weren't ready and they were, yeah. they were then kind of funneling it into a no, like a hard no situation rather than just saying, I'm not ready. So, okay. yeah. So do you think your dad's going to like get remarried or isn't that interesting? Um, you know, they have discussed it. They, they've been very open in their relationship with each other because they are both on their second, you know, kind of hopefully life let rest of their life relationships. Um, Neither of them are are really interested in that right now. Um, He did move in with her. So they do live together, um, which was weird at first because I was like, oh, you're moving out. Okay. That's, I mean, that was great. We got our, (laughs) we got a house back to ourselves and, um, but it was just, tables had turned, you know, it's like, (laughs) I'm releasing you into the wild go. (laughs) But yeah, he now lives in the town that I work in. So, you know, I get to with him for dinners occasionally or I'll just stop by uh, and it's just it's great it makes my heart happy to know that he's happy good good I was about to say do you think it would be different for you personally if they were married um, do you think you know there might be some resentment I know you know you can't attest to it because they aren't yet but yeah I don't I don't think I'm personally ready for that yet <laughs> but at the same time it's not my decision and I would also fully support him if he chose to do that um, people are going to do I, things when we're not ready but. exactly exactly if he's ready, if he thinks he's ready for it, then I'll be ready for it. You know, you'll make yourself. I'll make. I'll figure it out. Like I'll. I'll come to terms until it is like exactly. Yeah. No, I don't. They've kind of discussed a few things, but I don't. I don't think so. I think they're both kind of. They're both old. You know, not older. They're in their sixties. My dad's sixty-five. She just turned sixty. Uh, so they're just kind of content, you know, with their lives where they are. I was about to say some people decide that you know they're not too old to get married, but they're a right. Or you know, they don't want to get married again. And it's yeah, or they don't need to, you know, because maybe if you were younger, you would almost feel more comfortable with them getting married. But mm-hmm. like right like now, it just seems like it doesn't matter. It's not going to change the dynamic of their relationship. Right, exactly. And like, I think that's the big thing is yeah. they both knew that their first spouses were their, that was their person. You know, uh, there's no one ever going to be as good for them as that person. But they found each other to at least spend the rest of, you know, their time together with. And they're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know that it'll ever go to marriage. Down the road, I don't see a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not ready, but I'll never be ready because it's my dad and <laughs> he's exactly. supposed to be married to my mom forever. It's and like he's, it's like, he's never going to be ready for you to get married, but. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We just had our anniversary yesterday, actually. Oh, happy and thank you. My first, my first comment to my dad when he started walking me down the aisle was, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> He's like, you can, it's fine. Your mom's down there. She's waiting for you. Go. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a, a fun memory. And that the memories, you know, whew, they catch you sometimes. <laughs> they do, but you need to hold on to them. It's very, oh, definitely. Very important. But it's good to know that like, you know, your dad's relationship with his girlfriend almost also wouldn't change the dynamic of your grief because I mean there's really nothing that can change your grief because right. it, I mean you just it's mine. manage <laughs> it or you don't manage it or like you change it yourself 
yes type of if that makes sense yeah no totally it's but it's, it's all a mind mindset exactly like whatever your dad and your girlfriend do it's up to you decide it's up to all of us side you know how we're going to handle this in our grief process. are we yeah how be, are we gonna know? feel about this and mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's a very important thing to realize because I mean like I said people are gonna do things that we might not be ready for they're gonna do things outside of our phase of grief but that's their way of grieving and you know we might yeah. do things that they don't agree with but that's our way of grieving though. yeah and I you know I read I'm on a couple of different Facebook <laughs> groups for grief and I read a lot of stories of of other women who are angry at their parents you know whichever parent for moving on and and it just it hurts me it hurts my heart for them because they're obviously stuck in that moment of grief and they can't get past it enough to know that this is what their parent needs they need to find somebody to just smile and laugh with and spend their time with because otherwise they're alone you know and how fun is that nobody wants to be alone for the rest of their lives just like you deserve to be happy you know yes absolutely but you know the other everybody everybody deserves to be happy regardless but especially everybody who's been through something like this everybody who's grieving Mm -hmm. oh definitely extra they deserve extra happy (laughs) i feel like we realize that we deserve to be happy but we might not see like you know our parent in that way like we might know that they deserve to be happy but it's harder for us to tell ourselves that when we Mm -hmm. see them doing things that make us unhappy does that make sense absolutely yeah no that makes perfect sense um and, and it's hard because your parent has always taken care of you and in your life your parent was always the one that did everything to make you happy or tried you know that always didn't always work <laughs> but <laughs> you know then you turn around and now it's like he need that from me rather than I need that from him so it's kind of a, a role reversal too in a way absolutely I'm sure it's a very interesting um dynamic but I'm glad that you guys have, are close and you know that you had your dad's girlfriend because it almost helps you I mean I would think that you know it would for her to be there yeah you know I kind I don't I don't ever want to say I got a mom but I got a mother figure you know I don't have a mom I don't have I don't even have a grandma like I lost with my mom I lost every kind of mother grandmother figure that I had mm-hmm. um I've had I've got aunts that absolutely step up but it's just not the same you know and um with dad's girlfriend she's got kids my age so okay. that works out well. she yeah so she understands kind of she's gone through it with her daughter or with her son and then you know she talks to me like I'm a person <laughs> and oh um yeah I just it's we're very fortunate. I know that. I know we're super fortunate. Good, good. Well, I feel like it's always different too, having a mother figure versus mm-hmm. having an adult woman who knew mm-hmm. Yes. Oh gosh. That was like my because biggest like, fear. You can, like, you know, you can talk to your mom's friends or, you know, your mom's sister when you want to reminisce and when you want to remember things about your mom, but just for like good old, like motherly advice, mm-hmm. I feel like we find ourselves going to our mother figures, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I struggle with that. This is probably the area I struggle with the most because I desperately want a mom, you know, and I know I'm not going to get my mom back. I understand that. Um, but I feel like she kind of treats me like a daughter. Um, and I love that, but I also struggle with it because I'm like, I don't want her to ever think that I think of her as my mom, you know, because that's not her, that's not her role. And, and I don't think she wouldn't take it. Like, I, I think she would love for me to call her mom, but not right now, <laughs> eventually down the road. But um, I don't want to do that because I, I feel like that would almost be disrespectful to my mom. Um, but I also want that relationship. Like I'll always, I know my rest of my life, I'm going to be searching for that relationship and I'll never find it. Yeah. But if I can find something similar to it in her, that would be Definitely. like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can 
up with like a nickname for like mom, like yeah, instead of calling someone grandma. But it's interesting that you point that out because it's like you find yourself raising it, yet mm-hmm. right now you don't want it because yeah. I mean that's just part of grief. The, grief. the only <laughs> reason why you want it is because you don't have your mom. But if you had your mom, you it wouldn't matter, right? Which I mean, it's like duh, but when you think <laughs> about it, it I mean it makes total complete sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's I mean the first person I always want to tell everything to is my mom and you know I, I can't so I'll occasionally I'll go out to the cemetery and have a nice chat with her which yeah, is not really a thing that people do around here <laughs> so when I was living in California um, my husband had lost his mom also so also another support system for me a very sad support system but support system nonetheless and out there people have picnics at the cemeteries and oh, like wow. spend the whole day there they bring their umbrellas and their chairs and they you know have cookouts and like a party. Like, what? yeah I'm like what on earth are all these people doing so he explained it to me and I'm like oh my gosh we don't do anything like that here you know like people might go out on the I call it the death anniversary and you know release balloons or butterflies or whatever they do and so but otherwise most people don't go to the cemeteries and and it was it was nice to see that cemeteries weren't looked at as a sad place but more as a place to celebrate the life all the time you know you don't have to wait for a special day or a special moment so I've kind of started doing that and that's helped but I still sure would like to have my mom to talk to you (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, it's just all like grief in general is so vague, but I mean, things like this, it's like such an interesting dynamic. And I feel like mm-hmm. you've know, been the rest of your life just trying to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. especially yeah, like, to find what works. Exactly. Your relationship with your dad, like your relationship with your dad's girlfriend, like there's just always going to be like, what works now might not work, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times around. And especially I feel like as we go through uh, like life's, like I can't even think of the word, transitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word? Life milestones? Milestones. Or? Yes. It's like, especially too, like, as you go through more life milestones, the dynamic, your relationship with her will change. And yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, that's when we, that's when I feel like we need our mom the most, like, as women, you know, right. babies and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I'm really fortunate that, you know, I did get married before my mom passed and I did move, you know, I got the experience to move away from home mm-hmm. and then I was able to move back when she was sick. You know, not everyone gets that opportunity. I'm from a very, very rural, small area. So. So uh, going to the big city of LA was crazy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you're in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went from a town of 3,400 people to LA. So. Oh, my word. I love it. That's so <laughs> but this is home now. Like, I moved back and I'm not, we're not interested in going. But I also still live in the house that I live in with my mom. And the thought of moving out of this house uh, breaks my heart. That's not so going nice to, to hear but, that. Because yes. some people, I mean, to each you know, their own. But, you know, for you to find peace in that. I do. And she's, I feel her here. Like, her. I still have have her gardens I have her perennials that she planted I take care of them every oh, year um, and she actually she was able to get home from the hospital and pass away here uh-huh. um, so when I'm really missing her I go and lay in the room that she passed away in and wrap myself up in her blanket that you know she had with her and I just I feel like she's with me yeah it's I know it's kind of weird and kind of creepy I mean, in a little bit of a way but <laughs> it's nice because it's I mean you don't even if you know regardless of if your mom's you know buried or cremated it's always nice mm-hmm. to feel and, you know, no matter oh, yeah. who you are. And sometimes it's easier to tell when that time is than others. So yeah. to be able to always like have that reminder when you, especially when you go home, like especially mm-hmm. like, when you go home after a long day, you're like, oh, hey mom. <laughs> yep. Yep. I do it a lot. There's a lot of nights where I'll just walk into the room and be like, hey mama, miss ya, <laughs> you know, and like have a conversation. And my husband's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, oh mom. He's like, oh, okay. But it's like less, I feel like it's like less weird there, but. Oh, definitely. No, definitely. 
definitely. Anyway, so yeah, is there anything else that you would like to leave with, I guess, listeners? Just, I mean, it could be about anything or regarding, you know, your dad moving on. Um, My biggest thing is just try not to hold them back. You know, I mean, you don't have to be happy with it, but you do have to let them go just like they let you go. You know, you have to make, they have to make those mistakes or make the great decisions just like you had to when you first met your spouse or significant other or when you went off to college and it just kind of, you got to accept it. And it, the sooner you can accept it, the better you'll feel. Wonderful. That just, that makes my heart sing. I <laughs> love that you compare it to, you know, going off to college or, you know, even getting married because I mean, they're letting us go be happy. So, you know, yep. go now it's my turn to let him go be happy. Exactly. And like you said, you don't have to be happy, but we need to accept it because mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to be the way that it's going to be the way that it is. Yep. And if you don't accept it, then you run the risk of losing both of your parents. Exactly. And I was like, you're not, Yourself, you're hurting yeah. your other parent as well. And Absolutely. It's hard and who's already, living, yeah. Especially when that was not like by like your choice, but mm-hmm. if your decisions cause you to lose somebody else, you know, I just, I can't imagine how, oh, like, I don't even want to go there. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine life without my dad. That's, I love that. It makes me so happy. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This is my first foray into anything like this. So, <laughs> well, hopefully it's got easier for you. Yeah, it. I did better than I thought I did. I didn't even cry, okay, which I had my tissue and everything ready I, to go. I, even, I couldn't even tell that you're emotional. So that is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I just love talking about my mom and, oh. and my dad. You know, I just share their story. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it helped me to listen to it. So I'm sure that it'll help other, other people as well. I hope so. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much, ladies, for listening to this show. If you don't mind, leave me a review and tell me how I have helped you in your grief process. I would really, really appreciate it. You ladies can find me on Instagram at catgriefcoach. That is cat with a K. I post tips on how to manage grief and how to live a life full of hope and happiness. I look forward to seeing you guys there.